0: You're listening to a DM podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. It is Amy Gerard and I am with uh, an incredible woman today. Her name is Leonie Akidanor. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, Okay, so you are, I've written this down so I remember everything. You are a relationship coach. You are a a successful businesswoman you also the host of your very own podcast called The Parenthood Podcast yes. and you have two beautiful children. So, I mean, I, I've done my own little research, but I'd love to hear a little bit about you. Like, where are you from? You were born in Melbourne? Born
0: in Melbourne. Our parents are so... Dad was born in a village in Africa, in Nigeria. Amazing. And uh, mum was actually born here. So she's Greek background, hence the bit of a mixy mix that yeah. I've got going on here. Cute. So, um, nice. yes, yeah, so uh, Greek background, born in Oz, but left at five years old for Greece. So basically, both parents ended up migrating 20 years later when they met each other overseas, um, met, came back to Oz, and that's where I was born. <gasps> so. Can you speak Greek? I can. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> can you
1: I, come on, give me some. I got nothing. Elare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about it. I dated a Greek guy for about Did three and a half years and I remember his grandma, he lived with his grandma and he, she'd been here for 45 years, yeah. her, um, both parents, and she said, oh, you, you must learn Greek. And I was like... Oh, You've been here for 45 years, you haven't even learned English. Like She was just like, no, you must learn Greek. And you do not clean good enough. And yeah. I was just, I was never good enough. But no, she oh, was lovely. Um, I do love... The Greek culture, obviously, yes. and the food yes. and all of that stuff. And I've been to Greece a few times oh, as well. Oh, yes. And yeah. you had a bit of a euros
0: situation. I, 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 <laughs> I do love a Euros.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about, um, have you been
0: back to Africa? So I did go as a toddler. Yeah. And then after that, I haven't been back. Uh, Dad actually went to a boarding school from year seven onwards. Wow. So, so basically, yeah, village in Africa, upbringing through primary school sat an entrance exam, got accepted to a boarding school and from then on um, until he graduated basically barely went home. Like, you know, they go home a little bit. So it doesn't feel very well connected I guess to the – so, the Nigerian family, as much he was kind of then adopted by the Greek family, oh, and like he's yeah. now he's fluent in Greek, oh. and like my parents traveled to Greece, oh, so all he the learned time. the Greek language. So, yeah, he, he, did. he did yeah, the good yeah. thing. Oh,
1: so, how good. yeah,
0: so I feel almost like 90% Greek, but yeah, yeah, need to get to Nigeria at some point, absolutely. Yeah, it would be an incredible experience, yeah. I reckon. Um, and you have. Two boys, two little ones, uh, Noah, who's four and Charlie, who's three. Uh, oh, nice and close. Oh yes, thought that was a good idea <laughs> at the time. <laughs> that, was, that was intentional. <laughs> uh, probably not as close as. Yeah. Ended. however, I wanted about a two- year gap. yep, yep and because yep. I never had siblings that were close. so my next sister is six years younger than me and then oh, the two yeah. of them. I've got one after that who's 18 months Between younger them, than her and I was always like, Jolly, like yeah. I, want to, I want to hang out with my little baddie at school and yes. like my little sibling. Yeah. So I was like I didn't actually factor in the fact that it would
1: actually be quite difficult having kids close in age. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I did the same thing. I did three – I think because I was three and my mum did all th- – one of all of us, yeah. no, all three of us in three years. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow. cool, it's a cool dynamic. Like I always felt like I had a little friend, even though yes. they were two brothers and they were a lot closer. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll just smash it out the park. I'll just yeah. do three in three and a half years too. And But times are so different now. Like everything is so much more fast-paced yeah. and, you know, it's so bloody expensive to live in Australia Ooh, yeah. and financially, like realistically my mum didn't go back to work for 11 years. Yeah. And she just cruised like she had playgroup on a Tuesday and yeah. that was it. She just potted around. There was no mobile phones. She didn't yeah. go out. She didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. I mean, it sounds quite boring, but yeah. also they didn't know any different, right? Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, three absolutely pushed me over the edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah. how did you get into like – coaching parenting coaching
0: and yeah so basically I should mention that that is a um, bit of a passion project for me yeah. um, my day job I literally was always like very corporate and yes. so did like the consulting thing for a while yep. and then um, I now work in property development um, yep. but the I'd started the podcast and the coaching thing comes from the podcast yeah, right cool. so I started the podcast when my second little one Charlie was six, six weeks old uh and I was going through my second round of postnatal after having had an 18 months before with my first child oh, wow. and also prenatal for both. Like, yeah, my you body don't, you don't just – No
1: one talks about prenatal oh, much, do they? Yeah.
0: Is it that people don't
1: have it? I, I'm writing a book at the moment oh, and oh. one of the chapters is all about pregnancy and I, yeah. like, I talk about, you know, each different pregnancy. Yeah. And my pregnancy with my second son mm. – or well, sorry, my first son, my second child was so different to the others in that, like, there was just months and months where I just – cried Mm -hmm. and I'm not a crier and I I'm a glass half full quite a positive person and I could not get myself out of this rut and I felt so so much weight and I felt so unhappy Mm. and it it was only I remember talking to a girlfriend of mine she's actually a psychologist and Mm. she was like oh you probably had prenatal depression and you just don't hear a lot of it right no
0: absolutely and i had this a similar thing very i'm typically very high energy positive yeah. happy 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 um my first was a little bit unexpected yes. so you know we try we went off the pill i was like oh, i'll take you a little while to fall <laughs> yeah. pregnant and then he didn't right yeah. and so um and i think also because i'm a type a i like to be structured and planned yes. and things so i got a little bit thrown and i should say that I, it was an absolute blessing obviously to course, fall yes. pregnant so quickly a lot of people have you know really long journey so um yeah very blessed for that however it did throw me a little bit and then it, all of a sudden yeah it it was there was a buildup of just having zero emotion as as far as wanting to get out of bed I was just like I can't like and then yeah. I'm crying but I'm not like emotionally crying it's like tears are running down my face and i'm just kind of like spaced out just weird stuff that had never happened to me yes, before this is exactly like is me is that right yeah. and you just kind of go
1: what where am i in all of this like what happened to me i remember putting i would put charlie to bed and yeah. i would go and sit down on the lounge and i just sit there and cry right and i was like oh my god do i like do i need to go and talk to somebody cuz this is very foreign to me yeah. it only happened in the first trimester for me and halfway okay. through into second and then i kind of came out of it okay. i was like what but it was definitely a weird Weird period. And then you had postnatal. So then I had postnatal. And they do say
0: you are... More prone. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, even during my pregnancy, both times my obstetrician said, we can give you um, medication and stuff if you would like. Yeah. Again, I'm such a control freak that I was like, I know that I'm in such a bad headspace right now. However... I don't want to feel out of control and I know that I mean girlfriends of mine who have been on antidepressants and yep. things like that they say that yes it does mute those more negative emotions I guess but it also can mute the positive like yeah. so you kind of get a little you bit just more become a bit numb, yeah, yeah. and I was like I just think I can push through this mind you you know I'm a big advocate for all those people who are out there that feel that they like, need the oh, medication yeah, it's there for You're a reason you got to do what you need to do absolutely but I think a personal decision was for me yeah um, I would just sort of I guess push through it yep. um so postnatal baby number two charlie's six weeks old i've been listening to podcasts for ages and i'm like you know what i I could do this yes. what better time yeah kid's six weeks old I've so much time yeah pulling at my leg you yeah. know I'm trying to breastfeed while the other ones like you know I've got a million people pulling at me I'll just start a podcast. I'll just throw like, something else in the what ring. What else are we going <laughs> to do, right? <laughs> and that actually helps me actually get out of the mindset the that rut, I was right? in. The rut,
1: right, because yeah. it, it gave you a bit of purpose. That's what I find. Like yes. if you had something – you know outside of motherhood yes. and like something else you know just to tap into you yes. could utilize your brain and yes. step away from that motherhood role you know even momentarily it yes absolutely helps. makes makes a big difference and we were in Melbourne
0: COVID times oh God, and it you was were in- like lock up for however many years it felt like at the time so I loved being able to converse with people yes. and actually connect with people yeah. you know we weren't allowed to leave a 5k radius and oh. you were barely allowed to see anyone like it was crazy so what about But it's that to start a podcast to start feeling connected. And what happened was I actually started it uh, and I called the podcast Mum Life because I was like, cool, I'm a mum. I guess I'll just have conversations about how mums are experiencing parenting. Yes. And I had a couple of conversations around that for a number of episodes, probably like less than 10. And then I went, hold on, I'm feeling like I'm there's a missing piece here. Yeah. What are the partners? Where are they in all of yeah. this, right? So mum goes, I feel this way at this time. I'm like, yeah, but what's your partner thinking, you know, yes. if you are in a relationship? And so then I pivoted and I called it parenthood yep. and I brought on couples and this is what I do now. I've got a listenership of both mums and dads and dads will call in, um, you know, anonymously and mums and say, look, this is what's keeping me up at night and we'll talk about that topic with, Sometimes an expert with another guest by myself sometimes, um, as well as bringing couples on to talk about their most difficult experiences as parents.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic because I don't know. I mean, i've I listened to a few podcasts, mm. but I'm yet to find one that's, you know, quite inclusive of males at the same time. Yes. Like you You tend to either have the the girls, podcasts, or yeah. the men's, yes. but you don't tend to have one that's like quite inclusive for the parents, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So that's really fantastic. And I do think that men, they, they often get quite overlooked in, yeah. you know, the parenting realm. Yeah. And whilst I absolutely acknowledge that, you know, responsibility and, you know, the the emotional weight mm. of parenting does tend to fall predominantly on the mum's shoulders. Mm. I do think that men are just kind of told to get on with it, right, and that their mm. feelings aren't as valid. And mm. they, I know that my husband, I can only speak mm. to my own obviously personal experiences, but my husband, he kind of just hit the ground running and he was fine. But I remember my mum saying to me, oh, make sure that you don't leave don't leave Ryan out and, you know, your dad got really funny and mm. a bit distant and um, almost a little bit jealous. And I was like, wow, dad's needy as yeah. fuck. Wow, <laughs> I did not know this about him. Um, but sure, keep keep that in mind. Mm. And I, I do think it's quite a common thing, which is obviously I, I would love to, you know, discuss this kind of topic further yeah. because I do think that, marriage or just even like long-term relationships or a partnership mm-hmm. I think things change so dramatically yeah. um, when kids come into it like what is the most common topic or like question that you get asked mm. from mums mm. you know after they have kids is it is it about like is, what's the most common thing so, that people yeah. fight about and stuff? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so many ways we could go about this. Yeah. And actually, just I like, have so many questions. Oh no! We'll <laughs> like be here for two hours. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I, and one thing I will add is the extra layer of the experience of now nearly ninety episodes of doing the pod. Um, yes. I then probably only six months ago went. I'm loving working with couples. Yes. Getting both of their insights, helping them navigate diff- difficult times. I'm gonna go do a bit of education around this and. Yes. Hand the relationship coaching so it's great now I've got clients that are couples and I'm on the pod with couples and individuals and single parents absolutely and things like that to try and get a really holistic view of like what the fuck is happening behind closed doors and what what is everyone stressed about let's normalize this yeah so what I've noticed in over 90 episodes and conversations is there's so many common themes I mean like, where do you start? But one of them that comes to mind straight away is the physical touch piece. Yeah. So I literally had a couple on one time and the the um, male was being really uh, emotional at that point. He literally had tears in his eyes and he goes, you know what, Leonie? One of the hardest parts, was, you know, when our little one was under one years old, and I sound a bit selfish saying this, but I felt like my wife just didn't love me anymore. Yeah. And then she turned to him and she was like – and then she welled up and she's like, but baby, you, you, like, you didn't – you never – he's like, I'm not going to communicate that in the midst of mayhem that there is. But I was like, talk to me more about that. And he goes, well, it was just she was so preoccupied and understandably with the child touched out massively yeah. that
1: she didn't have space to touch me too kind yeah. of thing, you know. Oh, man, I don't even know how you navigate that topic because mm-hmm. that is exactly – I reckon, every single, you know, couple's issues. And I went from – same with Ryan. I Mm. went from – and I'm a physical touch person. I uh, Like if we were sitting next to each other, I'd be stroking your hair. (laughs) I am such a physical touch person and I went from being so, like super affectionate with Ryan and if we're on a couch, I'm sitting next to him and we're cuddling and kissing and blah, 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 blah. And then I had this baby and – all of my time and attention went to this baby and, you know, she was born a little bit early and I had to breastfeed her every two hours and I was so tired Mm. and overwhelmed because it was such a change in scenery and, like, it was such a, like, big shock to the system. Mm. And similar thing, like, I just – I could not give him anything and I I reckon so many men would struggle with that. And then in the same breath, like – don't put that on me because I am struggling as well. And I am so exhausted. And like, I I don't need you to be needy now. I just need you to be supportive. But then like, where's the middle
0: ground? Yes, a hundred percent. And like that's the dance that we often do for a period of time and yep. I think now versus pre-children it's a conscious effort yes. to ensure that you are connecting with your partner versus before as you said all your love touch feel everything went to that person yeah. so overnight you've got this baby hanging off your boob if you're breastfeeding or even if you're not like you know yep. constantly this baby is on you etc overnight things change and it takes a little bit of time for the relationship to recalibrate yeah. um what I find is and what you know from all the dis- I discussions that I have had if the particularly the birth mother if she has had not had even five minutes to herself yeah. without baby you know just to f- go to the toilet you know like there's a or we have a shower alone yeah. if she doesn't get those five minutes or the 10 minutes and she's so tapped out there's no way anyone's giving she can't give anything back anything more so yeah. as much as like the the self-care piece is a bit of a buzzword In order to start feeling connected again with your partner, you
1: kind of need to feel connected in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. First, right, without baby hanging off you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I always find, even just as a mother, I find as well that when I do have a little bit of time to myself, Mm. it it makes me a better mum. It makes me a better person and it makes me a better mum. And I think like self-care or just even that small reprieve yep. of it just helps with your sanity. We were okay when we had Charlie, I think, because mm. it was like it was an exciting thing and we were both very excited. Mm. Also, our relationship was very new. I had I fell pregnant after six months of yeah. dating Ryan, so we were mm. still kind of getting to know each other yeah. throughout my pregnancy and then we had a child, but it was like this joint venture and it felt okay. And then with Bobby, I think – it kind of, we kind of started struggling a little bit because, you know, the adjustment from one to two. And I found that, um, what would help us, we became like passing ships. Like he would go to work because I was the stay at home mom Mm -hmm. and he had to work extra hard to, you know, keep us afloat financially. Mm -hmm. And then, I, he would get home and I would just like handball the kids off to him and take myself off to have a shower or yeah. just to sit in a dark room on my own. Yes. And we'd be kinda, we be kind of we kind of became passing ships. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mum stepped in and I, I do, I've, I I know that that's a, obviously a privilege having my mum to help me out here and there. But she was like, oh, you know, I'll look after the kids and go out for dinner. Yeah. Or like have a date night, and it didn't have to be very often. Yeah. But I found that that was really helpful for us and I remember sometimes I'd be like, I don't even want to go. Like I can't – I don't want to fucking go with yeah, him because yeah. <laughs> I'd be feeling a bit resentful and I was tired and I was, you know, I was still seven kilos up and I yeah. was, you know, uncomfortable in my body and everything like that. But then I would go and I would – it's it's almost like it was just – you know it was it would help us kind of like reignite that flame oh. and reconnect and i'd be like oh actually i always say this to my girlfriends mm-hmm. every now and again when ryan and i get a moment to myself i was like oh that's why i had kids with him
0: like i remember yes. now
1: i remember why i loved you yeah. i remember why i love you like <laughs> <laughs> exactly because otherwise you're we're just on autopilot oh. and we're I feel like you're just in the eye of the storm when you've got young
0: kids. Like the roommate philosophy comes out a lot, right? Like yeah. you're just kind of to-do list, tick, 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 you do this, I'm doing this, okay, cool, whatever. Sometimes I used to like save conversations. Like I used to be like, oh, I've got to tell Jules about that and then it whiz through the door and then like a hundred things and I'm like I can't even have this conversation. I'll save that for date night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Store that,
1: pop that in my notes. like That's what I do. husband. <laughs> I do. I've got like a notes list of what yeah. to talk to Ryan yeah. about. <laughs> (laughs) Because my brain's going and I've got a thousand miles going, and I'll forget if I don't write it down. I mean, I write a bloody notes list most days for myself, but it's funny, like, even just. Writing topics to talk
0: about because, with your husband. Oh, 100%. Because otherwise you are just navigating the beast that is, you know, your beautiful tribe that obviously we love so much. But of it, it doesn't enable us to really, yeah, be able to have those deeper meaningful conversations. And I want to say to those people who perhaps don't have the privilege of family support of a babysitter or whatever, maybe it's the time in which you're pushing the pram, Bubs is asleep or sitting there, and you're going for a little walk. Yep consciously try to make perhaps that your time to connect, right, and have the discussions or nap time. I mean is a solid time for when a lot of people have sex. Like, you know, like choose your moments wisely.
1: (laughs) Well, that was another question I was going to ask because I get asked this constantly. I've spoken to my own experiences and, you know, having kids having more than one kid, um, you kinda like your libido goes missing for a bit, right? You might have had a really traumatic birth, yeah. or maybe you're just you don't have any support and you yeah. don't have a village and you're exhausted and you're touched out and there's not a a single part of you that wants to have sex. Like yeah. I swear to God, after I had Kobe for like the first I wanna say first year, I felt like I was <laughs> Asexual. I was like, yeah. I could I could happily never have sex again. Yeah. How important do you think it is to maintain, you know, a sex life in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And can you be intimate with your partner without having sex? Yeah, absolutely. And that's
0: I think to the last point you said there, absolutely. And yeah. that is a, such a great place to start yeah. um, when you are feeling you know, ready to. So I guess it's kind of like I see it in different stages. So step one, you know, birth mom needs a bit of time to herself, oh, mate, yeah. like 100%. Like, yeah. We're going to go for that walk. We're going to listen to the podcast. We're going to, you know, or, you know, whatever it is that calms you down. Speak to your girlfriend. Yes, You need to have that space. Once you feel like you've um, filled up your cup just that little bit, you know, and you're kind of feeling a little bit more yourself, then I think that step two is more around, okay, um I can perhaps do the kiss, hello, kiss, goodbye when my partner walks in the room. Or I can do the, you know, the hand on the, the like as I'm shuffling past him in the kitchen, hand goes on hand the on back. Like or something. the small yeah, yeah, yeah. gestures that we yeah. used to do all the time, but yeah. you don't, now it's like, Ugh, like, you know, because <laughs> don't come near me. Yeah. Don't breathe loudly. Yeah. You know? It's so it, you can just start it off with the smallest little things, but again, they're conscious habits that you can start doing. And then obviously as you, you know, have a little bit more time to yourself, as you're starting to at least um, you know, exude a little bit of affection towards your partner, as you have the opportunity to perhaps go for that date night and yeah. reignite the flame. Because for females as well, you know, we need to feel connected emotionally before we can jump in the
1: sack. Again, it's, you know? It's so true. Yeah. Like for me, I I'm going to want to jump Ryan's bones when he's sat down and we've had a meal and we've had a conversation and I, if I, if I feel like he's listening to me, which he rarely does, let's be honest, <laughs> it's like in one ear and out the other, like if he just gets home from work and I'm in bed and then he rolls into bed and hits me up, yeah. Chances, yeah. chances are slim, right? Yeah. Like, beat it. Yeah. But if you put in the time, yeah. and I think that's a lot of females, right? And then I find that if he does put in the time or if we have had, like, a nice day together and he, he's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll put dinner on, you go and have a bath or something like that. Yeah you know, I'm going to engage in the quickie behind the bathroom door. I feel, you want to put a load of washing on the line? I'm I'm going to want to root you more than like if you just roll into bed after being at work all week long or being away with work, right? Yes.
0: it's a big thing. And also, perhaps. I mean, you touch on a few things there, like even just like knowing each other's love languages. Yes. So if yours is acts of service, you know, go get him to, I don't know, put the washing on. Or if yours is quality time, sit down and like have a meal, get Uber Eats in if you can't yes. get out and like just try to make, that will help you ignite, you
1: know, things as well. It's funny because my um, love language has changed since having kids. Oh, okay. It was never acts of service. Now that's number one. <laughs> I love a man who can stack a dishwasher, (laughs) hang out a load of washing, make the bed, change the sheets. Oh, that's hot. That's my love language now. Um, It's still always physical touch, Mm. but I think because I get that so much from my kids, like I'm so affectionate and I've obviously pushed that onto my children, but they're very affectionate with me now. Mm. Um, But Ryan's is – what's the other one? Uh, Quality time. Yeah. And I don't give him much of that because, again, I'm so busy, Mm. I – Um, You know, I'm juggling the kids and I'm juggling a few uh, like career-wise type things. And he's at his, you know, traditional job where he's either away or working, you know, eight till six. And so we have to – I remember my mum saying to me always when I was younger – marriage is, it, it will be the hardest thing that you do and it is a full-time job. Yeah. And it's so different. Like you grow up and you think, oh, it's marriage and it must, it must be so nice yeah. and then, oh, Cinderella and you get married and you live happily ever after and, <laughs> and oh, it could not be more opposite. <laughs> and I like sometimes I just I'll always love Ryan but, man, like I can hate his guts yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so- I, like I just hate him yeah. and we just – Bicker and we yeah. butt heads all yeah. the time. I usually find it's when I'm quite stressed out, yeah. like with the mental load yes. that he can't see, or he's quite stressed out at work
0: and that's normal, right? Oh, 100%. And the kids are spinning wheels and someone's <sighs> elbows, someone in the head and there's like a, sh- a shriek and you just go, mate, whose freaking idea was all of this? Oh. <laughs>
1: Why? <laughs> Why did we have kids again? Yeah.
0: You know, and so normal. And I think this is where, I mean, I think the thing is also take the pressure off and we need to all take the pressure off ourselves as far as like, yes. I mean, as to your point around date night, it might be once every six weeks. Yes. But the point is at least if you're sort of prioritising it once every six weeks, yeah. it's in there. So there's your quality time. Yeah,
1: and know? I even think I even say a lot of some of our dates nights that we don't even have to leave the house. Like yeah. we'll just go up to Woolies, we'll grab a big array of cheeses, yeah. a nice bowl of red, yeah. and it, it might just be sitting down and watching a movie. Yeah, I, I think it, I, I think it can be super simplified. In summer, it's really nice. We like to sit outside on the balcony, yeah. and it's so funny because right. It's like Ryan and I don't really talk that much during the week. Yeah. He goes to work. Yeah. I'm doing my things with the kids yeah. or I'm like shooting or I'm in here and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, it'll be like, oh, do you need me to grab something for dinner? It's like your top line basic yes. bitch yes. conversations. Yes. And then a lot of the times I, we have this thing where he, he doesn't get home till. So I'll cook the kids dinner. Right. And then I, you know, I start doing the bedtime bath routine and whatever. And then by the time he gets home, I'm I'm usually finishing putting them to bed. He starts cooking dinner for us. We occasionally we have like a fifteen minute chat over dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go and sit in the study to do some writing. He either jumps on his laptop or goes and watches YouTube. And then. Yeah. We just, we, we make our way to bed at separate times. Yep. And it, it, it can get really lonely sometimes. It mm-hmm. can be completely fine other times. Yeah. But when I notice that, you know, I feel like there is a big rift with us, yeah. that's when I'm kind of like, okay, let's do something or yes. I'll, I'll, I'll try and find a babysitter or like we've got next door neighbours. They just can come and sit with us, with the kids once I've put them to bed and yes. Ryan and I can duck up for like a meal tie or something. Yes. I actually noticed that, when we aren't intimate, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my libido's come back now, my yeah. child's four, Um, mm-hmm. but we are back into it. But I do notice that mm-hmm. when we aren't having sex, yeah. we kind of drift further and further. Because we don't have a lot of time at home together, Yeah, we don't have that opportunity to, you know, show the physical touch other ways and be yeah. intimate in other ways. So yeah. I find that, you know, when we do have sex, and, you know, sometimes I feel like, I do it for him. And sometimes I probably hit him up and he's a bit tired and he does it for me. And I think there's a bit of give and take in both scenarios, but I do find that that helps us connect. And I'm like, oh, I. Like, oh, cuddle up on yeah, your chest and we like, have a little yeah. post-coital, like, yeah. snuggle. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, don't touch me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's so true. Yeah. And, like, this is where, I mean, there's sort of the research has two sort of philosophies um, around, particularly if you do have a lower libido, but you're like, okay, I feel, I'm feeling like I'm maybe, you know, ready to kind of get back into it. Option one, which is a lot of people take, is just to your point, j- they just go for it and yeah. have sex even when initially they, they're feeling like, oh, could go either way. And then yes. you know, they just go into and whilst having it they're like, Oh wow! I remember why I liked
1: this. <laughs> yeah, that, I feel like half the time I start having yeah, sex with Ryan, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm so tired, yeah, and but yeah, like I know like we haven't had sex for a while, yeah. so I'm like, oh, okay. And then like it starts, and I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. this is good. Like I'm really I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, right? So it's just it's it's and it's it's not because I'm not sexually attracted to him or anything yeah. like that. It's just because I'm so fucking it's tired. It's just life, usually right.
0: Totally. What was the other option? So the second option is for those who don't feel that that's they're ready for that yep. is communicate like so that couple for example, that I mentioned earlier, he's like, I didn't feel like my partner loved me. Yes. Um, she was like, yeah, you raised, raised that with me, I don't know, a year after not feeling loved, like you should have communicated that sooner. Oh, but absolutely. basically when he did communicate that um, to her, she said it opened a conversation. And I said to him, babe, obviously, you know, I we've got a lot going on here. I do love you. I'm not ready to have sex right yet. Yeah. But, and I'm aware that it's been a while. It's almost like, airing it rather than pushing it to the side because then both of you have these ideas they don't love me god knows what you know and airing it and he goes I really he's like of course it didn't mean that I then was fine and didn't want to ha- I was happy to wait another year until we had sex or whatever but he goes the point was we were sort of able to be vulnerable together and she goes but I'm happy to let's make more of an effort let's try and get a date night in let's and it's just taking that one step closer right yes to end game
1: well and I think one of my mum's friends she's a a marriage counselor old school old school and I remember she stuck with me forever and she said to me that um You know, there's a load of things that you can do that, you know, can create a spark and um, prolong the longevity of a marriage. But the two absolute key things are sex and communication. And not necessarily in that order, but like – and I'm not saying that sex is like paramount, but if you're not wanting to have sex in that point, you need to communicate. And it's – I think being vulnerable with your partner or just even anyone in general um, is so hard, but all it takes – is one person to start the conversation, right? So true. And then that one person can be like, "Hey, yeah, exactly what you said. Like, I'm not ready yet, but like, let's let's try this, or yeah. let's hold hands, or yeah, just I'll touch a willy. Yeah, yeah I'll give you a right. wristy, uh, and then we'll see where we're at afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives wristies? Not yeah. me. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> that not. that was pre kids, baby. You go. <laughs> Definitely free kids. I mean, that word in itself is just yeah, rather funny. I know. Oh, my God, I haven't heard that word in a while. Love it. Old school. We're taking it back. Um, do you find that a lot of women, because, again, we've touched on it before, but, do, you know, a lot of women carry the mental load um, and guys don't see it. Like, and even I sometimes will go away and I went away, I spoke at this charity lunch up in Brisbane and Ryan is a very capable dad. Like, I can leave him with the three kids. That's no problem, and he he'll get it done. But he'll also call me like four hundred and eighty times while I'm away. Hey, where are the soccer shoots? Hey, where's this? Hey, where's that? Hey, what time's uh, Bobby's soccer game? Who's taking Kobe? Who's taking Kobe to swimming? Blah 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 blah. It's just a million questions because, in like as a mum, right? Yeah. You're you know you've got like this online calendar in your head and you know where each kid is at and what birthday events, oh, and you've got a birthday present for this and, Mm -hmm. oh, it's your sister-in-law's birthday and, oh, you've you've just got this mental load that they don't tend to see. Do you find that a lot of women – like not hold, but it will carry a lot of resentment over that. Yes, that's a big thing. Yeah. I mean,
0: even um, like even just from a personal standpoint, I remember that like, f- okay, I had first baby, little Noah was a year in, I was resenting the fact that, for, and this is a big one as well, a lot of parents res- um, women will resent if they are, you know, they've got a, um, I should actually, it's similar for same sex, sex couples as well. Generally, yeah. one person will stay at home yes. with us and the other person will go off to work. The w- person that goes off to work is kind of a little bit resentful that they're missing out on what's going on at home person at home glued to baby is resentful that they don't have a second yep. to themselves and they want to go out to work mm-hmm. um and so anyway that was happening for me but then the mental load was compounded on that and I was kind of like I freaking hate this guy like off he goes yeah. to freaking work doesn't have to worry about anything it's a anything, goddamn holiday like, Yes, yeah, has this baby now but like everything's coordinated yeah like good for you mate yeah. so anyway that's building that's building that's building we go to a dinner party right yeah at a dinner party having a few Lines, the um the babysitter was home with Noah it's nearing 12 o'clock talking about mental load nearing 12 o'clock we we're walking distance from home and I thought now 12 o'clock's a good round number to be home for babysitter well you yeah. know pay your get because then tomorrow we've got this on and want to make sure da, da, da. so I, I turned to Jules I'm like oh hey so Jules um we'll just after this drink we'll probably just head you know yeah. and he looks at me and is like come on mate we could we could have one more wine and I was like people at the table were like what no you can't go yet one more wine and I'm looking at him like death staring him, being like, look at you over there, yeah. not worried about anything, anything, just like we didn't have kids and off you go with your one more wine and I was like, I hate you so much. a yeah. right so death stare, steam comes out of the ears and he kind of looks at me and goes, okay Okay. we're we're bouncing (laughs) so we go home and that's when because i'd let the resentment build yeah that's when you know paid the i paid the babysitter all smiley smile thanks so much for coming door closes unleash (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like your life hasn't even changed you know know what we've got going on tomorrow i gotta do this and then you know and a hundred things and it came out wrong and that's another thing word of advice never have the discussion that is you know in a heated moment because you're never going to get your point across and the other person's Going to just not get where you're coming from. I absolutely need to take this on, right? Yeah, yeah, like I'm a, a lunatic. A gentle reminder to us all. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so, and that was not productive at all. He's like, yeah. "You're just on another." They planet. get defensive, That's right? right? Yeah. Like I my my life has changed too, and yeah. I'm like, "Are oh, you mate? You've got no. You idea. got no so idea." Yeah. The next day, you know, when we're a little bit more calm, you know, we're able to start communicating. I guess to your point um, yeah. about this mental load and the fact that I felt like it was just too much on me, and this is what happens a lot, and so. Basically, I mean, a few tips and tricks. It's along the way. I've there's someone um, that I spoke to actually Beth she's got a um, podcast called growing and she's like we have a whiteboard in our kitchen living room space mm. and it's kind of like by the week and it's like Monday Tuesday and I physically write in gr- in red these are what I'm doing so like immunization that day daycare pickup swimming blizzard. and then in green things that are you know her partner needs to take care of and she goes even though like it's 90% red which is, <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. she goes it's amazing the way when you visually see the tasks week on week he kind of looks up and goes oh geez oh I could probably do that you know and all of a sudden you're having a discussion about what is typically invisible
1: right and I think the thing with men like what I found with Ryan I mean they're simple creatures right and Ryan and it's such a touch point because Ryan always says to me if you need help with that like just ask Ask. me but the like the inner like Feminist in me, I'm like, I don't want to fucking ask yes. you, right? I don't. I want you to do it. I want to. I want you to see that I'm struggling, and I want you to step up. Yeah. And they don't, right? No. But if I say, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? He'll get it done. Yeah. And he'll do it efficiently and yeah. fine, whatever. Uh, sometimes he don't. He doesn't do it to uh, my standard, yeah. but like he'll still get it done. Yeah. Uh, but similar to your story, yeah. I remember the same thing. I remember just erupting one day, Mm. uh, it it was over, I'm pretty sure it was over toilet paper (laughs) and that he had gone to the shops and we were out of toilet paper and he hadn't got any toilet paper. Mm. And he was like, well, well, why don't you tell me to get it? And I was like, why didn't you fucking look? (laughs) Why didn't you do a check of the house? And look, like I do. Yeah. Did you open the fridge? Did you check for milk and bread? Like just a simple shit. Like yeah. well, fuck you. I was. And he was like, this seems quite dramatic. Yeah. And I was like, rah, 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 I'm a dragon. Yeah. And um, he was like, cool. You obviously need some more help yeah. and some support. So what can I do to help? Yeah. Which which was a very uh, nice approach. And I... Again, I'm all emotion though. Like I'm a very emotional person and I I wear my heart on my sleeve and so I'm very loving and whatnot. And then when I'm not loving, I'm a psychopath. (laughs) So um, I need to learn to come at things with a little bit more calmness. Try not to – Bring things up when I'm peak rage. Yeah, it's so hard though, isn't it? It is so hard. I mean, I'm like the same. I'm
0: emotions on my sleeve. I'm a half Greek, half Nigerian <laughs> oh, yes. beast. Like two big cultures there. <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes, very expressive and all that. Do you swear and in I Greek just, as well? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would <that'd> be hot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't actually, but sometimes when I'm really annoyed him, I speak to Greek to the kids because they're they're learning Greek. So yeah. they kind of, and he's like, "Sorry, what was that?" And I'm like, "Don't worry about yeah. it. You don't need to. You know. should know. <laughs> you should know. Just Greek. learn the freaking." language <laughs> <Yes. back. laughs> but um but the same and this is the biggest thing um you know for me too uh, um a psychologist told me once as well even if you're in it and you're realising, shit, I did it again. I've just erupted about the toilet paper and I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah. Having a pause is a really good approach as well, which I struggle with. Yes. But going, okay, this is not freaking productive. Kids are like, you know, going what the hell's wrong with, with the parents. My <laughs> dad, yeah, <just> turned into <laughs> and, banshees. Yeah. Right. So, okay, time out. And, but one thing she did tell me was like, you don't just kind of go, yep, yeah, whatever and leave because then you've just like escalated things further. It's actually, okay, babe. I know this is hard to say in the heat of the moment, but okay, this is not productive. I love you. I'm just going to go for a quick walk. I need a minute and I think it'll be more productive if we do that. Or I'm just going to go upstairs. Let's just have a bit of space. But yeah. actually articulating it versus just storming off. because That then is that's, so mature. You know, so mature. I'm like, I mean, God, could, I'm still, still
1: could, working up that. I definitely to wouldn't that. say I love you, but yeah, I, could, I, <laughs> I could maybe try. And I think that's a really good, I mean, I, I've been told that concept similar in parenting, right? Yes. When you feel like you're about to hit the peak of rage yeah. and like lose your yeah. shit, yeah. it's good to pause. Yeah. Easier said than done, totally. right? Have you noticed that like when you communicate with your husband, you're married, right? Do you feel like he has stepped up?
0: He has definitely. We have, I have to delegate uh, to to your, and I've kind of, Accepted that now, and I think what I really struggled with during that resentment piece was we both prior had pretty both pretty big jobs, equally as busy, blah blah blah. Then I'm like, okay, cool. So now I've got job plus baby plus everything, and you've got job, and like, what the hell? And then. And then he actually ended up getting a promotion. So then the dynamic shifted again a little bit in that all of a sudden I was, and he started traveling more. I'm like, I kind of have to respect that because I mean, it's for the family and where does income play into this as well? Yes. You know, that's a big thing. Like before we were probably more equal. And then yep. all of a sudden I was kind of like, okay, yeah. well, that's gotta where that's, your, I've yeah. got to, you know, let him and support him in that career. Cause it's supporting the family. Mm-hmm. Um, And I struggled with that. And then I, and I did go through a period where I was like, he should just know, and then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm gonna just have to learn to like switch my mindset around this. I'm gonna delegate. And if I do delegate to your point, you know, he will often do what he can within his capacity. I use like a, I've got my little calendar where like, you know, that's how we sort of even keep track of social things. And yes. if I, I've got a little to-do list in the calendar that we yes. tackle each weekend, you know, I started getting structured and organized about it. Yeah. Have you got a shared calendar? We do. What yeah. is it? Do you use we Goog- just Google? Um, the Apple. So the Apple calendar and we've got oh. like the, the green fam, you know. Yeah. So invite. I've got,
1: we downloaded an app called Cozzy, I think it is. Okay. It's called Cozzy. Uh, yeah, cozy. Yeah, And so I am, um, I think I've put my name as Boss Lady. Um, there's <laughs> Boss Lady and then there's Ryan and then yeah. there's All. And okay. so what I found, mm. and because I was a stay-at-home mum for like pretty much five years, predominantly five years, yeah. I was the stay-at-home mum. Obviously I had all three kids in three and a half years. Yeah. So it wasn't financially beneficial for me to go back to work. Yeah. Um, So I stayed at home. And then when I had Kobe 6 months after I had Kobe like I started doing things like I started writing for the latch and I started doing some content stuff with yeah. Instagram and you know the podcast and because it's all it's not like set hours right it's yeah. not like a 9 to 5 job Yeah What I found was I was I was picking up all this work and I was doing emailing and I was doing my writing and I was doing podcasting and I was shooting stuff but as well as that I was still doing the entire state state home mum role and a stay-at-home mum is without a doubt the hardest job oh, in the world 100%. right it is a relentless yeah. beast of a job yeah. very rewarding we yeah. love our children yeah. but no no one will leave no sick days yeah. right yeah. and so when I started working I just found like that instead of the shared responsive like the responsibility of the kids being shared yeah. it was like my workload just doubled yeah and so we had a really really icky period Mm -hmm. where he was like, you know, I've got the traditional role and you've all all of a sudden decided to start working. And I was like, what did you think I was going to be a stay-at-home mum forever? Like it's also hard because I lost my independence. I, my career got put on the back burner. I was always used to earning money and I don't like relying on a man. And yet here I am. And I'm doing, you know, I'm pulling my way in that I'm rearing children for us and I'm raising them right and whatnot. But I did, I wanted to get back into, I wanted to find something for me and a bit of purpose and activate my brain again. Like I don't even know what one times one is. (laughs) But we had a really, really murky period where I said from the – because he works away a lot as well. So I was like when you do get home and on the weekends – it absolutely needs to be a 50-50 split because yeah. we're both working now. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, I've got the littlest one at home with me. So yeah. cool, I'll, pull, I'll do all the parenting shit and do all the washing and cooking and whatnot. But, like, it has to be a 50-50 split. Yeah. And I think in today's society, women are trying to do it all. They're trying to raise kids yeah. but also hold on to their careers and – you don't find, I mean, I, to, to a lot of men's credit, I think a lot do step up, but I think a lot of women mm-hmm. just wear so many hats and they're not getting the kind of support that they need from their partner, you know, come the weekends and on after work. Absolutely. And I think there's this is
0: potentially an opportunity and for those listening too, like think about it if you are feeling maxed out, which we all do absolutely, and if you're fortunate to have a partner, mm. you know, start thinking about what's feasible in delegating because yeah it's also only fair because how are they meant to know until we combust that there's an issue,
1: right? And otherwise, and if you don't delegate, I feel like it's the quickest way to burn out. Oh, 100%. And even um, my my last question, self-care. Yeah. Do you, like, uh, Brian and I, now that we have three kids, we prioritise it so much. I know how much I love going out with my girlfriends. And I I love spending time with Ryan, but a lot of the time when I'm spending time with Ryan on the weekend, it's also with the kids. So you're not getting a reprieve. You're not getting that break. So I love – and sometimes I could just be going out for dinner with my mum before she moved down the coast and abandoned me Um, (laughs) or going to the shops and getting a manicure or just having some alone time or just booking in a lunch with some girlfriends. I – Thrive when I get that alone time. And I know how much I like it. So I encourage Ryan to also do the same. Because obviously, you know, working a full time job and then coming home to three kids, that's equally as stressful. Maybe not as as stressful, but like it's equally hard. And I, Mm. so I always encourage him to go out as well. And I think people get a bit funny like, oh, you know, you're always out with girlfriends. And and I think freedom in a relationship is so important. Yes. Um, so I encourage him, he encourages me, and then we do something together. Yeah. Is it something that you guys prioritize?
0: Oh, 100%. I'm the same as you. Yeah. I get my – well, you know, when I'm out with my girlfriend, I get my energy back. Like I'm yes. like, yes, I'm back. I'm back to being me as an individual, not me the mum, not me the wife, not me the – you know, and for me that's so important. But other people, you know, maybe for them it's, I don't know, like going to get a massage or, you know, yes. that's what, you know, lights them up, yeah. But it is actually having a, making a conscious effort around thinking about pre kids. What did I do that I used to love? That's right. And putting it in the diary now. If you can, you know, yes. even if you're putting it in, I know with girlfriends and uh, of mine, we put we've got three lunch months. in like three months. Yes, uh, you know, ahead. But everyone's like, yeah, cool. Yep. Uh, see you in twenty twenty four. Yeah,
1: April the twenty seventh. You
0: know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, do, right? Do, you got to right? make
1: sure all the calendar dates oh, line up.
0: Absolutely. And similarly, I'll do the same to make sure that Julie feels that he's got um having his thing cuz and I'm not just you know um he's doing his thing and we will put that in the diary too. So yes, if we didn't do that, yeah. I don't think I would be of sound mind. Mm. Like you know, you're really it's cuz otherwise it's just that yeah, like the the, repeat, the monotonous the monotonous tasks for a lot of the time for for Your children or for the family, where do you come into it?
1: Yeah, and I, I, like I said before, when I go out with the girls, or even when I just, some, like honestly, I sometimes like my working days are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and sometimes just coming to work or coming in here, yeah. I mean, it's not the self care that you should be <laughs> striving for, but so, it, that's sometimes it's all I need, yeah. right? And so it does, it makes me. A better mom. Like Or if I go out with girls and have a lunch and have a few wines at lunch, yeah. I'll come home and I'll put some music on with the kids and yes. we have a dance around in the kitchen and yes. then put them to bed and like, oh, I'm so much better to you, be around. You're
0: more affectionate towards your partner. Yes. You're like, thank you so much for giving me the time. Yeah. That's how
1: you reignite as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. You know? It's definitely a nice flow-on effect. Yes. Oh God, what a roller coaster just life is, right? Oh. And it's so that's what I'm the book that I'm writing at the moment yeah. is is all about how how you have these certain expectations around so many things like relationships and pregnancy and yep. marriage and I mean, I want to do a chapter on sex, but um, I'll leave that out so I don't send my dad to an early grave. But it's a constant evolving work in progress, right? Oh,
0: absolutely. And this is the beauty of, you know, podcasts like this and, you know, other resources out there that you kind of people listening in or watching or whatever go, oh, shit, I'm not alone. Like this is normal, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's the biggest thing about my platform, Mm -hmm. what I take from it, is that, you know, the more I share and the more vulnerable I can be on there, a, a lot of people don't want to put themselves out there yeah. and say, oh, you know, my kid just bit me or yeah. oh, I haven't had sex in six months. My yeah. libido's in Mexico. Yeah. Um, but by doing so, I, I mean, I don't care. I'm an open book. I'm yeah. a bit rogue like that. <laughs> um, but it, it helps other people feel less alone and then they message me and then I feel less alone. Yes. So it's a two-way street and it's – we're all doing it. Oh. We're all in the same boat and I I feel like – most majority of women after they have kids will you know that there will be ebbs and flows in their marriage or yep. their partnership or anything like that and it is it is so normal so
0: normal and as i said for i don't know however many episodes i've done like these common theme like i don't feel like there's been one topic that at least one other person hasn't spoken about you know yes. or one issue that someone else hasn't already brought up like yep. you know it we're normalizing it for everyone yeah
1: absolutely Oh, you're amazing! I um, mm. I I've, I did write a list, but I feel like if I write this list, it will go on for three hours. <laughs> it, the, okay, my last final question. Okay, what is maybe one thing that I could implement in my marriage today that could help with the spark?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, oh, I think. You, oh no! i mean, you're I, I'm, ready, I'm ready for it. Um, so, uh, look, I think, and particularly for you know yourself, those listening, you know, if you are looking to reignite, it's the smallest thing so you might go in tonight for the kitchen cuddle and like hang yeah. on for a little yeah, bit longer you know? back, right <laughs> yeah or just like something that ordinarily you wouldn't do like these little gestures as I said perhaps if you don't usually kiss your partner hello or goodbye maybe that's the thing that you can do and it seems so like nothing but if you continue doing these little gestures you know you're starting to build up that affection and love again yes. um or just go for a girl's lunch and have a lot of wine and come <laughs> home to your fan
1: <laughs> that both work. I mean, I'd go the (laughs) ladder. Love you, Ryan. Um, Yeah, that's really good. I think Mm. that's – well, you know what? You go for the girls' lunch with the wines, then you'll come home and do the cuddling, right? Mate, two in one. Yeah, you nailed it, nailed it. Shot it out the park. All right, well, um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank Um, you for having me. I have loved talking to you. I, I, ho- I ho- hopefully I can get you back on another time. I'd love to. We can talk about children, we can yes. talk about set. I mean or we could just go for a girl's lunch. Oh,
0: works for me. Or, or, or we Talk about all the times we've, we've erupted <laughs> to, to entertain the, the people. Oh, with a- I mean how long have you got, <laughs> yeah, right? This
1: wow, yeah. there's, there's a lot of times. I'm oh, like a volcano. Mate, I'm going to write a book now. Like I'm, bubbling. I'm bubbling underneath the surface and like every month, three days before my period comes, it just erupts. <laughs> Lucky I don't take out like music Zealand or something with the rage, but anyway, uh, that's I've got to work on that too—the uh, hormonal imbalance. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, and I feel like this has been this will be really really helpful for pretty much anyone who's listening, uh, just so that they know that you know they're not alone in this. The marriage journey, let alone the parenting journey and the motherhood journey, just this journey of life. Yes, love that. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's been so an absolute welcome. blast. Oh, I've <laughs> loved it.
0: All right, bye for now. <laughs>